Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 76. My guest this week is Val Nelson. Val is a life and career coach who works primarily with highly sensitive individuals and people who are introverted to help them discover their career path. And she works a lot with people who are interested in starting their own business and particularly people who are interested in starting a coaching business. So I invited Val on because I thought it'd be a great conversation to have because I think that being a solopreneur or running a coaching business can be a great occupation for somebody who wants to live a life on the road. So we kind of dive into that a little bit. So let's listen into my interview with Val Nelson. Well, hello, Val. Hey, thanks for having me, Kathy. Good to see you. Yeah, my guest today is Val Nelson, and I'm excited to have Val on because Val coaches primarily women um, and women who are introverts and women who are highly sensitive around how to succeed in business and especially as a solopreneur. And I know that a lot of my listeners are interested in ways to make money on the road and running their own business from the road is something that people are definitely interested in. So I'm really glad to have you, Val. Great. It's such a fun topic for me talking about how can people create their own work so that it can be more fun, more you, and often more sustainable than some of the other things you can find for jobs. Yeah. So you're a coach and I, I kind of want to hear just a little bit from you about how, well, first I'm going to say this to my listeners, Val is not an RVer, but I did invite her on because I felt like the information that she has to share would be so valuable for all of us. So thanks for, for, for being a sport and coming on and, and sharing with all of us. Um, but why don't you start a little bit? I always like to ask people their background. So if you want to share a little bit of your background about how you got into becoming a, a business coach. Well, let's see. Right before this, I was working for a company that had health information online. And so a lot of people were asking me questions about how do I do online business and how do I do a website? This was years ago where a lot of people were very confused about those things and there weren't all this, the easy DIY methods there are today. So I, I kind of got there early understanding the internet and stuff. So people started asking me for consulting on the side. So I kind of stumbled into self-employment mm -hmm. through that. And so that gave me a bit of an edge <laughs> too. Okay. I, I figured out, oh, I have this in information people want. So I experimented on the side, but that was actually kind of hard and I, hard to do it on the side with a full-time job that was kind of draining. And I started to fantasize about having my own self-employment journey. And I didn't know what that was going to be yet because right? I wasn't loving my current work. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, for years I had this fantasy one day I'm going to have my own thing. Cause I really craved the freedom mm -hmm. as probably any RV RVers can relate to that freedom feeling. Yeah. So eventually I 
it kind of, while doing that consulting on the side and tried to build something, it started to, I started to see where I enjoyed things most because I dabbled in all different types of like copywriting and um, social media consulting, website, whatever. <laughs> um, so I tried different things to see what I would like and what people were interested in and what started to uh, come out was business coaching and marketing, mm. marketing, consulting turned into marketing, coaching turned into business coaching, which also then I added in career coaching because a lot of people who were coming to me for business advice didn't know what they wanted to do. So I had, so it meant also helping them understand, well, well, how do you choose? <laughs> like, how do you know your best direction? So yeah. So I often say a business and career coach for introverts and highly sensitive people. So it, it developed over years of trying things and seeing what worked and following my heart. Yeah, that's that's very specialized. Um, I want to come back to this thing you said. So there's people who know they want to start their own business, but they have no idea what they want to do. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. pretty common. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, surprisingly common, which is why the, the career thing kind of came out too. Or they think they know what they want to do because maybe they have this idea that they think will fly because it seems like it would be in demand. But I'm like, yeah, but are you excited about it? Do you actually have the strengths for that? So I sometimes encourage them to back up and choose a new, like what's going to really make you happy? What's going to really draw on your strengths? Because if you don't have those things, your business cannot be successful. Yeah, especially as it's just you there. Exactly. You really yeah. you have to like it and you have to be good at it. <laughs> I mean, we already know as solo travelers, you have to like yourself and like your own company. And yes. so, yeah, working solo also, uh, you really have to enjoy what you're doing. So um, let's talk a little bit about like how you would help somebody discover it, what it is that they want to do. Well, sometimes... Sometimes they already have a good idea, but there's something that's just a little off and they're not sure. So I kind of help them assess what, what's out of alignment. Where do you feel drained? I look a lot at their energy. Where do they feel excited and motivated and it's easy and flowing? And where does it feel really like they're walking through mud? So those are some really important clues. Mm. And and then we kind of start to see the picture come clear because sometimes they think, oh, I'm just stupid or I don't know it enough. So all these like negative self-talk thoughts come in. So I like to help people sort out what's real and what's just a thought. Okay. <laughs> Often a thought. One real concrete thing I do with folks is we, we actually do an assessment of what are your strengths and what are those areas that are really draining for you? We, there's some tools, some good assessment tools for that. And I also we look at what are your values? What really matters to you? What makes your heart, what is like your um, fingerprint? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what your heart is calling you to do. It's always in there. I can't necessarily say why. I don't know if it's a spiritual thing or what, but it's there. Everyone's got their certain version of what they're feeling called to do, but they often have suppressed it because they think it's unrealistic or that's just for the weekends or something, but actually there's usually, we've got to find a way for it to align with your values and a sense of purpose. Okay. I like that. Um, one of the things I did want to ask you about is uh, the, the actual business of being a coach, because mm -hmm. it seems like that would be a great 
job for people who live in RVs. It's look, it can be location independent. Yes. And um, it offers freedom, flexibility. I've had at least one person on here who is, who is a coach. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit about like, if someone was thinking about becoming either a career coach, or I know there's this, also this term out there, life coach, um, mm -hmm. what kinds of, what kinds of, what kind of skills should they have in order to embark down a path like that? Mm. I think that's great. I do think that, um, coaching is in demand and it's sometimes easier to get into than some other things. Well, it depends, depends on what your background and skills are. Um, some good backgrounds for being a coach is, um, man, being a supervisor or manager or leader of some sort, you probably have, have already been coaching your team mm. without realizing it. Um, so you've probably got some experience for it and you can tell if you liked that part of your work, you know, like mentoring or something, or maybe teaching, you know, there's all the word coach is used in a really broad way. <laughs> so some people call themselves a coach, but really they're teaching workshops online. They just don't know what other word to use. Um, or they might be coach-like in their teaching. And there's some people who are just kind of straight up coaching or really drawing out your wisdom and, um, you know, doing mainly one-to-one -one kind of stuff. There's so many different kinds of coaches. So, you know, it might be an executive coach for like a CEO, you know, even if you've never been a CEO, there are ex uh, people doing that sort of work and really helping them find their confidence and their clarity and stuff. So you don't necessarily have to have done the thing that you're coaching. Okay. However, it's really helpful if you have, if you have, yeah, it definitely helps with your credentials and all that. Um, but there's like wellness stuff. There's, oh my gosh, there's so many things. A friend of mine is thinking of being a, um, helping people around productivity, you know, just helping them find their systems and stuff. So you can like go really narrow or you can, yeah. really so many ways and just kind of, again, knowing what your calling is can help you um, start to see what are the different ways you can, you can manifest that. Yeah. That's interesting. When you said a uh, productivity coach, boy, I could use a coach to help me get organized. Yes. <laughs> up systems, you know? Yeah. So that's a, um, some people might do that in different ways and use different words for it. A, a common name for what you're talking about is a professional organizer or productivity mm. consultant, things like that or productivity coach. It depends on how they do it. Yeah. Okay. And, and as far as like training and whatnot, I know there are some certifications for coaching. Do you recommend them? Do you think they're necessary? Are some better than others? What are your thoughts on that? Again, some people use the word coach and aren't necessarily doing coaching, but if you're drawn to coaching and that sort of really being in there with someone and having that sort of powerful connection, and supporting them and getting from point A to point B is sort of a typical thing, typical thing that coaches do. Then I do think it's worth at least taking some training in it because it can make your life so much easier. And it's not that hard to, to get some training in it. There's a lot of different ones. Um, one thing that I do recommend if you want to check that out is to go to one of the, the main federations. There's ICF, the International Coaching Federation, and they list all their accredited, all the accredited trainings. And um, 
I found that useful because there's a lot of people who like here, hundred dollars, take this coaching training, get our certificate. You know, so there's a lot of that online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably not that useful. You want one that you're really going to get practice and really good training so that you feel that much more confident in doing it and confident in charging for it because you right. see the value. So I found it. I did do a, a coaching training that was accredited by the ICF and I loved it. In fact, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life for personal. Wow. Okay. Yes. I know it was so good. Um, what made it so amazing for you personally? Um, it was, it really forced us to look at our confidence in a way. Like, do you really like forcing you to be in the moment and pay really good attention to people and, and, and trust what comes out of your mouth is okay. <laughs> you know, like trust your curiosity, trust your questions, trust your good instincts but also understand like, how do you actually get from point A to point B? And what do you do with all the fear stuff? So while you're going, while you're going through a good training, you're not only practicing coaching, you're getting coached because you're practicing on each other. So that intensive experience of people like drawing the best of you out, like, you know, like dealing with your fears and was really powerful. You know, it was way better than any therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess it probably really solidified that this was what you wanted to do for other people as well, right? It did. It really did. So in fact, I decided to try out a coaching training before I was even sure I wanted to be a coach. I decided to just go to the first weekend of this training before I committed to the whole thing. And I, I really recommend that trying little tastes before deciding on a big investment. Um, and it was at the time it felt like a really big investment for me because I had already left my job okay. and I was just barely making <laughs> on the consulting. But by the time I was checking out coaching, I was already in that position. I was like, this is going on a credit card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? And, but so that first weekend I was like, okay, I think so. Let me get some practice clients, try it on a little more. And that started to feel kind of good. And then I went to the second weekend and then I was like, yes. Yeah, I'm going to stick with this. Awesome. So it was a slow process. Okay, that's cool. So give it, give it a moment, give it a try. I mean, we say that about RVing too. It's like you don't yeah. have to sell everything and go jump in an RV. Like rent one for a weekend. You know, take take short trips. Like you don't have to dive headfirst into something like this. Um, so that that brings me. Oh, go ahead. Can I add to that? Because yeah. Just on something so important. If you're an RV or you've got the entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> so some people worry that they might not have the right personality or something, but you do. Everybody's got that in them. That's this creative soul. And you already understand the sort of experiment, see how it goes. That's, that's what entrepreneurial spirit is about is not, you don't know all the answers going in. You try things, you see what works and you keep doing what works and you stop doing what doesn't work. So that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that, that brings me to my next question, which is what other things besides like being a good listener, um, make someone a good coach. And, and I, and I don't necessarily mean the skills to be a coach, but like the skills that are needed to run your own business. Mm -hmm. 
Well, first I'll answer for coach. Um, I think empathy is an important strength, uh, curiosity, being willing to ask questions, like being a good interviewer, like a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, and you're willing to be vulnerable and in the moment, you know, but if you just feel drawn to it, I think it's worth just exploring a little bit, you know, interviewing people, try out that first weekend training or yeah. one hour class, you know, online free intro or whatever. There's, there's different ways to just kind of trust your instincts. If you're drawn to it, check it out. Um, and your, your second part of your question was. Aside from the tech, the, the actual skills to become a coach you're coaching, but you're also now you're a solopreneur. Yeah. So, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. So not, everybody that, not everybody that becomes a coach is actually self-employed. Some of them are in-house in companies. They actually hire coaches. Some, some, wow. Okay. Some companies do. Or they send their leaders for coaching training so they can be coach-like in their leadership. So a lot of people go to the trainings that don't necessarily become self-employed. I discovered Um, but yeah, so in my case, I knew I wanted to be self-employed and I wanted to do it as a coach. So yes, at the same time I was learning about business as well. I actually start, like I said, I started dabbling in self-employment before I actually then morphed that into coaching. So in my case, I started learning about self-employment first, um, and doing, which is a good way to go. Like trying to learn self-employment and learn a new field at the same time is a lot. Okay. (laughs) So if you already have experience in something, say web design or copywriting or something, start with that thing you already know, dabble in self-employment, learn about things like, what about agreements? What about how to get paid? And what about your taxes and stuff? So just learning some basics can be helpful and calming. The self-employment stuff is not nearly as daunting as people think it is. It just seems foreign at first until you start to learn. And that's actually... Part of why I created a course um, for people who are considering self-employment, they can just kind of get some of their fears answered. So it addresses some of the key worries people have because there's too many worries in the way and it doesn't have to be so scary. So uh, as RVers, there's some some standard questions that seem to come up over and over things like, where do you get your mail? And, you know, that kind of stuff. So what are the common questions or fears that people have around starting their own business? Okay. So one of the big ones is what about money stability? You know, if you're used to getting a steady paycheck, same amount every week and to take your benefits out and include some benefits and stuff. So that has a, a feeling of stability and people go, oh, I can't handle that instability that that self-employment has to be. Well, one, it doesn't have to be that unstable. After a while, you learn how to smooth things out. You, you learn how to shift your business in certain ways. But some businesses are going to be cyclical and you are going to make more money sometimes a year than other times a year. And you learn to roll with that. So you start to learn that how those ups and downs work and you build your business around that and you build your prices around that too. So there's ways to deal with that. And actually employment is not as stable as it sounds because you can get laid off or they can change your job in ways you hate and um, and not give you the flexibility that you really need. Um, so I actually think that can be 
resolved and, and made even better through self-employment. So that's a big one. Sorry, I started to even answer the concern. <laughs> yeah, no. Another big one is, well, how do I get clients? And um, and even that can can be resolved too. There's people you already know that trust you that you might be surprised how they're ready to, to refer people to you. And it just depends on, sometimes it depends on you just letting them know that you're open for business. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So a lot of times people just shy away and they think, well, I'll just, you know, post a million times on Instagram and somehow that must be the way people get clients, but not, not really. <laughs> that takes a lot of time and effort if you're going to just depend on promoting to strangers. It's a lot more about, you know, connecting with people, you know, already, um, or connecting with a mentor who can send you clients, you know, so there's, there's lots of ways where it can be a lot simpler. So that's another big worry is how do I get those clients? Mm -hmm. And another is just time and energy. Like, am I just going to have to be on all the time if I'm a solopreneur or am I going to have to work a million hours to make it work and always be available? And those are scarcity thoughts, you know, like, no, you don't have to, you can set your own hours. You can say, no, this is when I'm available, you know, and, and you're hold out for the people that work with your schedule, you know? Yeah. If you're creating something that's truly matches who you are, what your strengths are, what you care about, it's going to show and you're going to be able to attract those clients if you let them know you're there. Yeah, that's great. I, I do believe in that as well. And uh, yeah, I feel like if you're on your right path, then things will show up that need to show up. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll be way better. There's still effort. Yes. But it doesn't yeah. have to be long. <laughs> you're right. You talked about that earlier, like where are the areas in your life where you feel like you're slogging through the mud? You right. shouldn't be feeling like you're slogging through the mud. You should feel like there's some momentum going. Yes. Momentum. Yeah. Look for the positive signs. Go towards them. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Do you feel like coaching could be a good business for someone to do on the side? As I think they so. Can? I mean, there's people that do it. Um, yeah, it would be good to interview people. You know, if you're thinking about that, it would be good to interview people. that I do believe in what I call a quilt kind of business where you might be doing like online courses and you might be doing a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching and you might also be doing copywriting. You know, sometimes that's how people make something viable is they find things that kind of go together that fit their interests and skills that can maybe go all on one website and mostly make sense together. Um, and, you know, th that kind of helps create some stability and of income and as well as your, your interests, like not everyone wants to do coaching all day long. You know, I don't, right. yeah. I love coaching, but I can't do it all day long. Yeah. So I, that's why I, I built in online courses and things too. Yeah, that's great. I, um, I haven't done an episode yet about how I make my money as a, as a full-time oh, RVer, but, um, but I'm definitely going to be, that's on my list of an episode to record soon. And, and it's not one thing it's, it's a variety of things. So, exactly. um, yeah. and for me that works because I'm a little ADD anyway. So I like to have <laughs> my little different things going on, but, um, yeah. Cool. So if you're interested in how I make my money, we will be doing an episode about that coming up, not too far distant future. I would love to hear that. That sounds great. 
And awesome. you could let someone interview you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Huh? It'd just be a fun, you know, like conversational format is fun. Anyway, yeah. there I am. There I am coaching you. <laughs> that was great advice. So thank you. I like that. <laughs> I like ideas. Um, you know, that's one of the things when you do work for yourself is that it it is helpful sometimes to have another person just to bounce ideas off of. Um, and as far as in your, the work that you do, do you have any small groups or anything like that, that people can be a part of to, to get that kind of support from other people who are on the same path? Yeah. I, yes, I do. I am a big believer in the power of community and not doing things. You're trying to do it all yourself. I actually don't even think that's possible. Um, we've got to let in support we we just, we don't have every talent in the book, you know, nor can we do this without a network, you know, like we need people to refer and all that. But also, I just think we need thinking partners. It feels too lonely. Um, it's squirrely in our own heads, I think. So that's why I am part of a couple of groups. And I also host, I have three groups that I host. One is for people considering self-employment and they're still trying to find their way and figure out what they're going to do. Another one is for people who are already self-employed to, and um, just to help them have a sense of community as they go and develop things. And another one is specifically for coaches. So it's like a, a, a coach's circle to share not only the business side, but also the coaching and not the people stuff of their coaching. We don't share about clients because that's confidential, but we share about like, well, how do you do this? Do you use a framework? Do you do that? You know, do you do courses and then how do you do that? So it's, that's been so fun. Yeah. And all the latest trends and things that are happening. I mean, there's just so much going on with technology and different changes that, or even, you know, new modalities that people are being attracted to. I don't know, like is TikTok affecting coaching? Probably, you know, so not like TikTok is new, but, uh, you know, yeah but yeah. all the different things that come up that can impact yeah. the, 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 just, just the changing world that we live in. So yeah. we've got to have our communities. And, and the reason I have two is I have one that's specifically my peer group of coaches and I really like that. And then I have a group that's of other um, heart-centered solopreneurs. So we're more focused on business and marketing. Okay. So- and I just, I love having both those communities. I think everyone needs the, both their peer community in their field and their business networking learning community. Yeah, definitely. We we have a little peer community going on Facebook for the solo women, our beers, where we can ask those kinds of questions to each other. But if someone came in with a specific question about whatever their business was, we wouldn't necessarily be able to help them out with that. So exactly. Yeah. You need more, you need more than one community in life. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So is there anyone who like that you would say like, "Mm, this isn't a good fit for you, like self-employment? Oh yeah. Um, You know, so I've been doing this a number of years, about 14 years now. And um, so I've learned over the years that some people I can help and some people I can't. And you know, it may be, you know, just where they're at in their life or, you know, just particular interests. And I just don't think I have much to offer there. Um, so I actually do quite a screening process before I invite someone to work with me because I don't want to waste their time and I don't want them to be unhappy. I don't want to be unhappy. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm careful about that. Okay. But um, so, sorry, did you have so, a more specific question? Well, I, I meant more like if like I'm sitting here listening to this interview and I'm thinking, hmm, am I, would I be a good candidate for self-employment? Like what could someone look at themselves okay. and say like, hmm, maybe I'm a good candidate, maybe I'm not. For self-employment. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. A lot of times when people are asking that question, they're wondering if they have the right personality for it, or do I have the entrepreneurial spirit or something like that? Um, I think actually we all have an entrepreneurial spirit in us. You know, we, we're all drawn to making and creating. This is like a human thing. Now, whether it's the right time in your life or whether you actually drawn to it is another drawn to being in business for yourself specifically is, is a whole, is another question. I would say if you have, if you're even listening to this, you might be having the question of like, well, maybe, you know, there's some intriguing things there. Then it's, then you might as well check it out, you know, uh, learn a little more, find out more. Um, now a lot depends whether it will actually work for you depends on many, many factors, you know, the timing, your willingness to, to get out there and let people know about it. If you're choosing an idea that really aligns for you and the market, you know, the, the viability of what you choose really matters and whether you're willing to stick it out, you know, so you've got to be able to create the time, not only set aside the time, but also make sure you've got something to support you in the meantime, because it can take a long time to get something to the viable level. And so you need to have some sort of income or savings or something in the meantime. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so Val, I know you have a couple of different programs that you offer as well as you do do coaching for solopreneurs. So do you want to just share a little bit about what your offerings are and how people can get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So there's three main ways people work with me. One is the individual coaching that we touched on where, you know, I can just help them. We get in there close and help them get clear and choose their path and and move forward, deal with the fear along the way and all that. Um, and then they can work. Um, a lot of people work with me both individually and in one of my group communities, they're small groups. And then I also have courses and those have some live components to them. There's some self-paced lessons and worksheets and things, as well as opportunities to come ask me questions or connect with other people in the course. And that's been really fun to be able to help more people through those courses. There's actually even some no cost access options for those. So it's a nice budget friendly way to get some support. And there's two, one of them is to get clear on your career path and whether that's self-employment path or not. And then the other one is the one I mentioned about, you know, could self-employment work for me and how do people make that work? <laughs> you know, so it's, I call it the bridge to self-employment course. Sweet. Okay. In both of the courses, I actually include a bunch of interviews with people from all different backgrounds and different fields. And they talk about how, how they're making it work and what that process has been like for them. So those stories, I think, are some of the most powerful parts of those courses. Oh, yeah. So you get to listen to other people and hear what they had to say about how they chose what they're doing and how they've overcome whatever obstacles they're facing, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So there's coaches, there's people in healing arts, there's 
um, copywriter, you know, that's the, this, the, um, self-employment course. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, those were super fun to do. And then, so I've got the lessons and the interviews inside each course. So that's been fun. Very good. So one of the questions I just thought of while we were chatting was, um, if someone wanted to, you know, pursue not just coaching as a career, but let's say they wanted a coach to help them with a particular issue or situation in their life. What are the things someone should look for when choosing a coach? Good question. Um, the match, the sense of you actually enjoy talking to each other is super important. <laughs> so, um, you might do a Google search for a particular, um, specialty, you know, like a lot of people find me because they're thinking, oh, I really need someone who understands me as a highly sensitive person. So they might look for a business coach for HSPs. So, and so you might do the same thing with something that feels important to you. You might search for that kind of coach. Um, and then from there, when you get to their website, there's gotta be ways that you can sort of get a feel for them. Maybe there's a video or maybe there's a way to, to book a free initial call to get to know them and see. So, you know, let, it's really okay to, to do more than one of those free initial calls. Don't feel bad. It's really, it's something you want to take your time with. And usually there's a way to, like, I don't even, people don't have to commit to working with me long-term. They can just do one paid session where we kind of dig in and get them some clarity on a particular thing. I call it a discovery session. So we can see what it's like to work together. They still get some value out of it, even if they decide not to do more. So, so if there's a way to kind of try things on without having to give them, hand them a bunch of money for a six month plan or whatever. Right. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to be diving in that six month plan before you've ever met the person. Yeah, sure. I don't. And, and a lot of people sadly will do kind of a very heavy handed sales pitch. And so they're more into it for the business money-making end. You know, you want to look for someone who just loves coaching, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they seem good at it and they seem, there seem to be some good testimonials and all that. And that's what they're not trying to push you into something. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That would be someone that aligns more with, with whatever your values are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you're working with the clients who are, maybe highly sensitive or introverts, but somebody else might want to work with somebody who was in the military or something like that. So yeah, could be anything. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how many specialties there are out there. And there are so many people in the world that there's still room. <laughs> well, I think that's, I mean, I think that's great. Like having a specialty is, is good for that reason. Yes. Yeah. That's how people can find you. If you just put out a shingle that says life coach, it might actually be hard for people to find you. <laughs> right. You might think you're going to get more people because you're very broad, but they're not going to understand like, well, what do you help me with? <laughs> right. You got to be a little more specific. I'm a believer in a niche, but it doesn't have to be a perfect thing. It's, it can be a niche for now and see how it goes just as you go. Right. Absolutely. Well, sweet. Well, thank you, Val, for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with us. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up or talk about? I don't think so, but I, I am open to, like, if people wanted to ask me a follow-up question, they're welcome to pop me a note at valnelson.com. I have a contact page. 
Yeah. And there's lots of stuff down in the footer. You can kind of dig around. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of information already out there on your website for people I do. to I have a lot a to lot. poke around and, and really get educated a little bit without even having to book that first call. So yeah, absolutely. I'm really into sharing resources. So I have a, a resources section. I've got a, a blog that's been going for many, many years and there's videos and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on Val. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was great. I'd really like to thank my guest Val again. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, Val is a business and career coach, but that's not necessarily how she started. She initially started coaching people how to start an online business. Then she did marketing, consulting, and other iterations before she eventually honed in on coaching introverted and highly sensitive women who want to run their own businesses. So all that is to say is you can start where you are and it doesn't mean that's where you will end up. Number two, if you're thinking of starting a business, make sure it's something you really enjoy that you get excited about because if you're not, you won't be successful at it. Number three, being a coach can be a great business to start to sustain yourself while you travel. There are all different kinds of coaches. Again, find your passion. Number four, if you're an RVer, you already have the entrepreneurial spirit. Number five, there's a lot of worries that people have around starting their own business. But just like the RV lifestyle, there are those who have gone before you who can help you get on the right track. And number six, if you want to work with Val or find out more about what she's offering, check out her website at valnelson.com. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV Podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road. <laughs>